0: Alright everybody, so today on the Roll Trolls, um, we're going to be going through um, a segment that we're going to be repeating continuously for the next seven hours, so get ready. (laughs) No, um, we are going to be recording um, today and talking about our thoughts on what you need to do to prepare for DMing. Like You have people preparing for a campaign and what you need to do to prepare to be a DM. Uh, when you play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, and I think we. Or any GM, actually, with any game, really. Yeah, we we discussed that, you know, being a DM is is an important role, and there's also a lot of information about being a DM, and we didn't want to make one seven hour.
1: Mega episode. Mega
0: episode that you'd have to kill yourself after you're done listening. So we thought we'd uh, chop it up into little bits. You and think the feed they'd it wait till the like end that. to do that? You think Maybe. they'd actually wait till the very end and then say, that's it.
1: I mean, I'm doing it. No matter I mean, what, I'd appreciate point.
0: that. And then maybe, maybe if you could wait a little longer and put a review, and then I think that's, this is getting this is getting dark. Yeah, I think that's a little much. I think, think. I think I went too far, guys. I think you did. But uh, <laughs> yeah, just, welcome, welcome to the Roll trolls. We tell you to kill yourselves after you put a rating. After you rate us i feel awful all right so um today uh i'm gonna have sam kick off the actual topic because apparently chad and i are
1: just not ready for anything that normal humans should listen to all right then hi guys how have you been since the last time you've listened to us Well, as Michael told you before, he told you all to go kill yourselves. <laughs> uh, I didn't. I didn't tell him to do that. I told him to rate us. <laughs> he
0: brought up them killing themselves.
1: <laughs> um, this is dark, man. So yeah, it's a dark episode. So yes, bringing it back. Uh, pretty much, from what I've seen, every pen and paper RPG out there has some form of game master or dungeon master, whatever their title is. They're the person that's going to help you run the game so you as a player can enjoy your time playing the game. To a lot of people, being a GM can be a kind of daunting role to take on because there's definitely a lot of responsibility that comes with it. You are effectively responsible for how the players interact in the game, if they're having fun with it, uh, being a little bit of a rules arbiter, but not necessarily a rules lawyer. It There's definitely a lot that comes with it now of course there are people who find it the easiest thing in the world and like that's what they live for they live like just for dming and weaving these very nice stories and adventures for players to take part in and things of that nature but of course everyone has to start off somewhere uh i know definitely i i still don't feel like i'm the, the greatest of dms and i can still kind of recall like my shaky first steps into dming i wasn't very excited for it when i'd rather <laughs> just be a player and let her, let someone else do that hard job um, but I've got my own, uh, little bit few tips here that can definitely help you out if you're starting. Um, I'm, am I starting this or uh, I have no idea how what we're doing. Um,
0: so <laughs> I, I guess what we wanted to talk about today was kind of go over, um, the, the pre work before you're actually sitting down and playing with your players. Um, what a GM uh, could do to prepare their, their campaign or adventure and, um, we like to use the word adventure for smaller, smaller missions or smaller quests that really don't carry a story farther beyond that. It's mostly, probably only one session worth of content. Pretty and, much, yeah. And our, and and so basically, a, a session to us is probably about six hours. So um, the sessions obviously is going to vary. So if you guys uh, want to carry that that along, just. Consider it an adventure basically a one-time one, one time sitting. And what's a cool thing is is you could take that adventure because everyone liked it at the table and turn it into a campaign very easily just by expanding the story based on the characters that were involved. And not not to say that you have to come up with six hours of content for your players. It, we say six hours because... That's just how long our session That's how are. long it takes to, like wrangle everybody in keep them going on the story keep chugging on. that's like breaks for food stuff like that yeah we, we play for six hours but only about one hour of D actually happens <laughs> well, i wouldn't say that no no it's maybe, not that bad. Maybe a little bit more than that but, <laughs> but that's like
1: the ideal amount but but ultimately you don't just poop out an adventure and you're like here i created this masterpiece from my poop uh you have to sculpt it first shape it i mean first you gotta fish it out of the toilet and then you gotta make sure it dries up but don't make sure you gotta sculpt it before it dries up completely you gotta you gotta make it pretty and ready for your friends and present it and they'll be like wow you're a psychopath and they never hang out with you ever again i'm not like sam i don't keep my adventures in the toilet um they're already like they're
0: already in the toilet get off this podcast wow I bet you just blew out all their ears. I <laughs> bet I did. I'm sorry, lovely. You so, probably did. So loud. Yeah. You even leaned in and yelled. I did lean in and yell. That
1: was whole. Totally anyway, um,
0: so let's get into what each of us do to kind of prepare a uh, adventure or a campaign. I'm going to start off with one of the very first things I like to do because I just love doing this. Is I start out with the map. Yep. He's a map maker. Hey countless times I will walk in and Michael will be like check out this map I made. We'll probably never use it, but I made it and it looks cool. <laughs> Did, weren't you telling me that Mike made a map last night? Yeah, he literally like not even like a few nights ago he was like look at this map. <laughs> he loves maps and they're good maps. I mean, I'm not going mm-hmm. to so bad, but... the reason okay, so my reasoning behind why I make maps first is because I use the map to um, plan out my adventure. So I started with a map because, one, I like I like making maps. It's, it's something that I enjoy. But it allows me to get an actual uh, bird's eye view of how my, I want my adventure to unfold. Like, do I want them going through mountainous areas? Like, where do I want them, first of all? And then I can also include cities and, and and stuff like that. So I start with a map to kind of get a broad view because my the way I do it is I usually start macro and work my make down. Um, that's just the very, very first thing I do Is always just like, let's do the map, guys <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Chad? What do you do? Um, that is something that I have done Thinking of a setting is usually the first thing I, I think about or, or maybe, usually the first thing I do is I create The the who and the what is is happening So what I mean by that is like, is there a villain? Is it, like, a grand adventure, you know? Is it some small, like, rescue thing, you know? Is it just some monster you're trying to kill? I usually try to figure out what the objective is, and I work my way backwards. Do you kind of, like, do you, like, start from, like, the climax then? is that Yeah, usually I I, I go from what's the final big bad thing that's going to happen that you need to do. And then I work my way backwards from that. Usually, if I can figure out where I want them, I have some wiggle room from them getting there. So, you know, usually, always, not usually, always, people will never, ever do what you want them to do. So, it's always good to have just, or or at least for me it is. I I like having just the final thing that I want, and then I just kind of let the players go from there. You know, I I try to craft small things after that, but mostly it's that the the final, you know, outcome.
1: Yeah. And, what are you say? What's you? the very first thing you do, Sam? I'm I'm a little bit similar to Chad as well. Uh, normally, what I end up doing is I think of something that I want to have happen. So sometimes that's a who or a what. Um, <clears throat> I can't really give you any specifics at the moment, but basically I'll think of something cool. I'm like, that'd be cool to see in like Dungeons and & Dragons. And then I kind of just go from there, like, alright, I thought of something cool, how do I get there? And then once I have an idea of like how to get there and make it happen, that's when I start looking towards the where. That's when I go, where can I make this happen? And where will it be interesting for people to go to and be interacting with? Um, and after that, I kind of just slowly build into it. Um, if I need a villain, unless the, the big event or whatever already is a, a villain or something like that. I mean, maybe there is no villain, maybe it's just this a horde of things or something like that. Um, it's pretty much just kind of what Chad was explaining. I have an idea, then I start to expand upon that idea and build up to it. Like, how do I get to my idea? How do I make the players get to it and be like, hey, check out this cool thing I thought of in my head. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, um, normally from there, I wouldn't say I, I kind of just like let the players do what they want, but I definitely always keep an open mind of improving in a way. Um, just to try and prepare for the unexpected random factor of players just because you never really have any good idea what exactly they'll do. Um, so I always kind of have, like, something in mind. Uh, I guess you could say, I guess, to, like, a, maybe get back on track or just something cool as well. Like, well, hey, they met the side character. Maybe I want to just keep hanging out with him. Well, I can make up some cool stuff with him too or something. Um, so that's that's pretty much what I do. I just think of cool things and find ways to implement them. One,
0: uh, one thing that I'd like to point out, which is... Is just kind of something that I've recognized through playing a lot. Um, is the is all of us kind of are, are are pretty aware that the players that we interact with um, know that they can kind of do whatever they want. Um, especially since a lot of our players are also DMs, yeah. so they have no problem just being like, "I'm gonna go this way." When you really had no idea, no no idea that they were gonna do that. Um, but that's just kind of what comes with veteran players. Mm-hmm. Um, the longer, the, the more they understand that Dungeons and Dragons or any role playing game is the world, like it is like life. Um, the more likely they are to kind of try and explore and 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 do stuff like that. So uh, one thing that I've tried and it tends to work pretty well is when I prepare a campaign. One of the big things that I'm really looking at is how are the players going to interact with with the campaign how are they going to at each point that i make you know like like chad and and sam were talking about they talk about little little events that lead to the big one how are they going to react to that little event and is it going to take them somewhere i don't want them to or is it possible um this all kind of came from one campaign that really i mean ended up being quite a long campaign and lasted for quite a while And it even, it even, um, it lasted forever. But the one thing that always, always happened was I had a plan in mind and that plan never unfolded the way I, I, I had envisioned it. Do you, do you want to just tell them exactly what happened or what, what you're talking about? Um, I'll just do the biggest one. There was a lot of small things that changed, but the very, the biggest thing that happened was, um, I had them going towards this main, this main evildoer who had asked them to kill the prince. And um, he just never really gave them a, a way to kill the prince. He just simply let them tell them that they need the prince dead and they need his ring. Those are the two things that they need. So um, instead of going to this, this prince's city and you know pl- plotting from within, they decided to go to the um, prince's main enemy, which was the orcs. And they're a bunch of humans, which was, to me kind of interesting because they were all very famous orc slayers it it was i i know this campaign like the back of my hand it's actually one of our more elaborate campaigns and i think that was probably i think everyone in that campaign did one thing or another to just screw with michael's plans and we could see it in his face because he would literally just stare at us and just be like uh, what? <laughs> you did what now? Yeah. <laughs> so from then on, I had I had to come up with ways. So I'm using that example, and um, what I do to kind of prepare for that now is I I think about each each instance. I think about what possibility or ways they can tackle it, or I create something where there's only one way to beat it. Um, mm. and that way even though they have the option of going wherever they want, if they don't at least are within the realm of how I expect them to do it or prepare it that way most likely they're going to fail or it's just going to be them stumbling through the whole thing and it's just not going to be you know, they're they're eventually going to get hit in the head with a rock and be like, oh, I should have been doing it this way, and then they all just kind of go how I want them to go after that. But <laughs> it usually spend they usually spend a decent amount of time just like trying to like start a car that with with a wrench until they figure out the keys sitting next to them. Uh, yeah, I, I think everyone who has DM'd or you know to people who are new to DMing, something that you really need to prepare for one of the most important things is just being prepared for what could happen and probably will happen because players are just you know obviously if you play with the same group of people all the time you start to you know figure out what people are like who the strong people are who the weak people are who are who are the 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 people who mess you up or who are the people who are going to you know follow your story and you can tr- try to you know whittle your way around that but usually what I do is I just I literally just make a map like how Michael does. And I just plan for something in every other place that they can meet. Like, so, like oh, they go south. I'm like, oh, crap, I wanted them to go west. But, you know, I make sure that whatever's in the south has a plan. Like, whether it's something that makes no sense at all so that they go, okay, maybe we shouldn't have gone this way. Or something that could potentially just keep pointing them. I just make sure that every single place that they go has the story that I want them to hear. So it's like, okay, they didn't go to the place that I wanted them to go, so the new place they're going is the place that I wanted them to go now. (laughs) So that's usually how I handle people, you know, not doing what I want them to do.
1: Yeah. And all of this pretty much just came from experience. It just came from us playing the game and DMing long enough to kind of figure out, like, oh, I really got to start thinking on my feet more. Like, I can... I can plan as much as I want to plan, but there's always something that's going to happen more times than not where things go differently. So just kind of knowing ahead of time, like, all right, I'm going to need to prepare for things I wasn't expecting for. And it's not to say that they always happen. They could just be minor different things. Like instead of, they could still go to the town, but maybe they're not going on the path you wanted them to go on. But they don't need to know that. And that's kind of one of the fun things I like telling people. When it comes to uh, being a game master, is that you can plan something, but that doesn't mean you have to use it where you expected or wanted to use it at. That's, even, that's true, um, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, say there's two ways to get to this town that they need to get to, but you had a plan specifically for going through, say, the mountain pass, but they decided, like, you know, we're just going to take the long way around and go around the mountains well, maybe you can still use that mountain pass idea, but just change it up a little bit. Instead of mountain trolls, now they're fighting uh, hill trolls or something like that. Or it's bandits. Ultimately, it's still an ambush regardless. So that's kind of one thing I always tell people. It's like, just because you made an event and the players didn't go where you wanted them to go, doesn't mean that it's completely out of the game now. You can bring it back, because they don't know. They don't know (laughs) what you have planned. Uh, Exactly. You can bring it back whenever you want. Um, Yeah.
0: I think another thing... We're talking about prepping for for campaigns and adventures. You know, you could, you could like Sam said, you could prep all you want, but sometimes it's just not going to go that way. I think the most important thing that I find is NPCs. Um, NPCs are the most important to me when I'm creating them because, you know, not even just like people, impor- important people you meet along the way, but... People are going to ask, like, hey, I'm going to go, For the reason they want to go to a shop, and they're going to talk to the shopkeeper, and like, oh, well, what's your name? And you're going to be like, um, his name is Bob. And so what I do is I just create a bunch of names, like a list, like a whole list of just random names, and then now whoever they run into is the next name on my list. <laughs>
1: I do that, too. Yeah, Wow, we think so much alike, it's Chad. It's so
0: weird. How, it's
1: like we play the same game together.
0: I know, it's like, I'm like, oh, wow, I wonder how I could fix this problem. Like, Sam, what do you do? And then now I do that.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah, Michael. <laughs> He's just sitting <laughs> over there being like, what are these two doing? Um, <laughs> what... <laughs> One thing that I I like
0: to touch on, as far as preparing um, for a campaign, is um, as 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 a GM, you really just have to um, try to have fun with it. Like, make something that you would like to play. Um, Granted, if you like, if you make something you really want to play, it's going to be hard to to DM it or GM it. But it is going to be fun for everyone else at the table. Um, Another thing I'd like to point out is. when preparing your campaign, are you going to make restrictions on the players? Are you going to put yeah. either character creation restrictions, or if you have a bunch of char- if you have a bunch of players who have a, a stable of characters already, are you going to put restrictions on who they can play for this particular campaign? Yeah, level restrictions are big. I think if you, especially if they're new players, I think restrictions on characters sometimes can be helpful. Because not a lot of times when there are new players, they don't know what to do. They don't know what to make. So like you're like, oh, uh, humans only. You know, now everyone's gonna be like, oh man, I don't want to make human. Or if they're gonna like, you know, be in an uproar about it, then maybe you can switch it up. But sometimes you're just like, you know, what? too bad, make human. Um, but restrictions can be fun. Restrictions can be not fun. Just make sure it's not like crazy. And obviously you want everyone to like be geared up for your you know, your story. You don't want a bunch of evil characters on your good campaign. So it's always just like, let your players know too. I think that's a good thing is give them an idea of what the campaign might be about. That always helps. Even if there's restrictions, that could help them be more comfortable with those restrictions that you put on them. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree with putting those restrictions. And especially if you are a first-time GM, I would recommend that completely because then you can craft your campaign based on those restrictions and having campaigns especially if it's your first one with characters that are the same race sometimes can help with that whole or same alignment Yeah, or, some or, sometimes people just for whatever reason have their make characters that just don't like other races and that could be a big problem if uh, you know not everyone's the same race so it's like yep. don't make uh, someone's gonna make an orc and an elf and then that party is now dysfunctional so just be like okay everyone's elves
1: or, yeah. or, everyone or everyone's orcs or everyone's orcs yeah right. either way like yeah.
0: that's that's the way you smash that people the people who are trying to just be racist and, <laughs> for it whatever really, it really whatever is, reason yeah. it really is a way to just kind of like wrangle your players in so that's one thing um, that I think is, is a strong trait for a GM is understanding how to control the players um, because because the worst thing that, that ever happens as a GM is um, your story just kind of either peters out because no one's following your like your your direction and all those extra extra instances that you have prepared for are now gone. Um, so you either you either are really good at redirecting them yeah. in the moment. Or you prepare, you f- basically put like a wall where they can't go. Uh, like, for example, you want them to stay on this island, but for whatever reason, they keep wanting to leave it. So um, every time they get close to the water, make something awful happen. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that way they never go to the water. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. You can try leaving the island, but there's a dragon turtle out there that says maybe you should stay on the island. Yeah, like every
0: time, every time, no matter what part of the island you're on, you go out there, and that dragon turtle just kind of like
1: eyeballing you. He's eyeballing you? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's just like, like, I dare you. I dare you to come near the beach. You, you better stay on that island, boy. <laughs> I'm gonna come nibble at your feet if you come in this water. Uh,
0: things like that. I mean, that's really the whole job of the DM is just wrangling your players. You know of course sometimes you make things and people obviously were going to follow your story because they want to hear a good story i mean that's why they're playing they want to hear a good story that you've created but sometimes there's derailing and people like fight each other and it's just all this stuff that you have to keep in mind that you're like all right just this is what's happening here are my walls if you go outside my walls you will die That's the best way You can even lay it out like that If you really want to It's like Um, hey If you go down that water I will kill you Right, don't mess with me. I'm the DM. It basically, is what you. If you want to go that far, you can do that. But I am God. I, 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 yeah, I recommend putting like like illusion illusions as fences, like, like like the dragon turtle. Not straight up telling them you will die. If you we, will be you, smited the second time you touch that water. Like there's there's, no, there's nothing there, but they're looking at the water. They just put their, their their pinky toe in it. Lightning bolt comes out from the sky. And They take half their health. Half, um, You can't go in the water <laughs> You shouldn't yeah. have that water anymore <laughs> yeah. remember, the water's mad Always remember, you're god <laughs> Well, you're like You are the god of gods Yeah, because <laughs> technically you tell the gods what to do Because what happens when a cleric rolls and now you're god <laughs> Yeah you... mm-hmm. DMing is a different kind of It's a different playing Playing yeah. experience altogether Absolutely What else do you do to prepare, uh, Sam? What else do
1: what like, else do I do to prepare? Yeah.
0: yeah, do you like have like a ritual? Do you do you do you sit in like a dark corner and then just talk to yourself like I'm a, I'm a good DM. I'm,
1: I'm a good DM. <laughs> how, how did you know that's exactly what I do? <laughs> we, we
0: see you do it every day. Every, every every time you DM, you
1: just sit in that um, corner over there and just hang out. That's true. Huh? <laughs> <Just> cheer yourself <laughs> on before you before you come on stage. <laughs> um... It, when I'm in the, like, the preparing stages, if it's an adventure, normally I don't need to do this. But if you want to talk about like something that's going to be bigger than just like a one-session kind of thing. Um, one thing I actually like to do is I try to get an idea of who my players are going to play. And then sometimes, if I like their character or if they have enough of their character in mind. A.K.A. they have like a background of some sort. Even if it's just a simple one. Um, there are times where, as I said, like I'll ask who they're playing and then kind of figuring out who they are or if I already know who their character is I'll find ways to basically kind of like incentivize them to actually want to take part in the adventure and go towards the goal as well because definitely like they're going to play their character and it helps if they're invested from the get-go it's like yes, killing the evil tyrant of the town is an admirable thing but hey, maybe that beauty back home will think of you a little bit more if uh, you go do that and be like hey babe I got yes. the Dark Tyrant's helmet. <laughs> Am I hot enough now? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Knowing your characters is
0: very—it's a very hard skill to learn, but most of the time, it's money. Most of the time, I think money drives characters. But like, if you know like who that person is and like what ma- oh, most of all, what makes them angry, yeah, that is the best way. Like, I know Sam has a character that I love. But I know how to push his button, so I'm like, I know how to make you go after my bad guy. I'm going to poke you, and I'm going to poke the bear, in. and Sam's the type of character who will bring everyone with him, so that's the best way for I, me to do things, is just, just poke Sam a little bit, and Sam will lead the whole party on his death, you know, revenge tour, and it's
1: amazing. He, he pokes the bear, and then I burn the entire forest. That's what <laughs> generally happens. <laughs> I forget the bear that has a has a breath weapon. And,
0: <laughs> and comes armed with a flamethrower somehow. One really thing that, that that I don't do as often as I should, and it's really useful because it's, it's, I've used
1: it and it works great, is... Find out more on item number eight. What's item number eight? I don't know. It's like those ranker systems. Like, you won't believe these tips and tricks, especially number eight. Click here to see them. Oh. <laughs> At, 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 at. At.
0: Anyway. <laughs> if I can finish what I was saying, Sam before you rudely cut me off with no information at all. Sorry. <laughs> 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 Shut up, Chad, he's trying to talk. I am trying to talk. <laughs> you're being rude right now. <laughs> says says the rude guy. <laughs> Michael, stop talking, you're trying to talk. <laughs> Anyway, um, this comes from from D&D, but it can really be applied in any game, is let the people make their characters any way they want. You let them... uh, You you, kind of give them a few restrictions here and there, but one thing you can do is give them a history that involves your story. So give them some sort of background or some sort of um, instance... Uh, for being there, like for why are they why are, why did they come all this way to here? Um, and if you give them each an individual goal that works with your campaign, um, you don't have to reward that pushes them. But you can also find a backstory that drives their character as well, very similar to a reward. Okay, I don't think I've ever done that, but I I have seen you do that before, and that actually does help a lot when. My character, you know,
1: yeah, I, has I, something is tied into the story somehow. Exactly. I remember when Mike did do that. And I thought that mm-hmm. was actually really cool having these kind of like invested backgrounds because like we were making our characters, and he's like, "All right, when you get to the background portion, tell me, and then roll D six, and I'll tell you what your background is, or something like that, or like yeah. what your bond is, or something that's, like that." Yeah, and I thought that was really cool. It definitely made I you think way that's more invested. We should probably
0: try more. Anyway. Yeah,
1: absolutely, it'd be cool. Um, it, yeah, like I said, it really just
0: takes everyone's character that they just made personally. And gives them a reason to be in your story, exactly. And then they feel more invested. Like I'm a part of the story now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm not just some outsider. Like you get like for an easy example is let's say you have a mage and he's have he's been having these reoccurring dreams about some calamity that you have prepared, uh-huh. and you just give him little snippets. And for that particular mage is going to be like, Hey guys, I keep having these awful dreams. I think we're getting close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a I have a strange feeling that DM wants me to go this way. Yes. <laughs> or 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 you have like or, or for example you have a rogue and the player who plays a rogue really likes to have a nemesis. Mm-hmm. So his nemesis is involved. You know that's actually one of the one of the easiest ways to get Sam Sam's characters to do anything is just throw their nemesis anywhere oh. near you. Always
1: end up having nemesis. It's not my fault that I have these grand ideas and they get in my way. <laughs> Maybe they should just stop getting in my way and let me have my way. <laughs> but, but if
0: no one got in your way, would it be any fun? No. <laughs> <laughs> and I wouldn't be able to
1: massacre their entire livelihood. Yeah. Oh, so
0: yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See. I know exactly how to make Sam's characters go where <laughs> I, I want them to. Understand how, and that's the best way for us anyways, is because Sam is such a strong character that he just pushes everyone that way. Yeah, he's, he's, like, a very, he's a very alpha pe- personality at the and, table. And so. he's very charismatic and he gets his team to go with him so it's like, alright, I guess we're going this way. He even gets two players that love to argue to stop arguing and follow him. <laughs> I still don't know how. I feel like I just bully everyone and be like, do what I want you to do! and you know what if you have a player at your table that does that make him the main character and your story will go
1: fast your
0: story will get to where you need to go yeah
1: that's true Yep. there there was actually something i wanted to kind of like build upon as well it was actually what chad said um a little of a couple minutes ago you were talking about how like even just money is a good in, in incentive for people to get involved and actually that's true because if you listen back to our D D play episode when we were playing with quentin uh, when that mayor, or whoever, told us like if you kill this beast, I'm going to reward you 200 gold, and all of us were like, "Whoa!" Like <laughs> I didn't expect to get paid that much. Like I was going to ask for double, but no, I'm good, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's
0: usually money's that gets people, especially lower level characters. Yeah, for lower, lower level characters. characters and anybody who's like a sword for hire, you know, mercenary type character. That's that's all you need. Yeah. Yeah, it, that definitely is all you need but it's always cool to drive the character with something kind of in the in in, in like the, the the deep story yeah and, uh, and that's when you're making campaigns yeah when you're know, making campaigns adventures. adventures easily give them give them a prize tell them to go do something they'll yeah. do it you give them the prize; they're good to go. They go on their merry way. Yeah. but Can, a campaign campaign is deep. You need if, if you, you need want to have yeah. them to keep going for a long time. You're Yeah, give like them something worthwhile. If you want them to sit down and actually enjoy pulling that character out to play your campaign, you kind of have to give them a reason to be there. Absolutely. Um. So uh, we're gonna start wrapping things up, and you guys have any like final thoughts on just preparing? because that's what we're talking about today because in another another the DM Talk episode we will be going over more um more of your your, your DM type uh, topics um i think i think mostly it's just you know just be ready for anything just always have information written down it's it's hard to prepare for everything it is hard to prepare for everything mm-hmm. if you can pat off to you 100% yeah that's awesome yep But, you know, sometimes it's
1: just... Be flexible. Yeah, you just gotta roll
0: with the punches and see where it takes you. Yeah.
1: Uh, My last parting advice, for now at least, would definitely be... Just talk to your players and kind of get a feel for, like, what are the things that they're interested in. Basically, like, what is their play style? Do you have players who are more interested in in combat rather than role-playing? Would they rather be, like, doing role-playing rather than that? Or even just something in between them? Uh, just find, like, what are they into? Like, what, what is their kind of game? And, you know, maybe try to incorporate that. Of course, make it something that you can have fun with as well. But if you build upon, like, the style of play that they enjoy, they're going to be more likely to enjoy it because of that. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to
0: tag on to uh, Sam's final thought. Mm, that's what you got to do. You got to <laughs> find what they like and, you know... One actual fun way to find out what people like and I know I said we we're wrapping it up but just one last idea I want to throw out there is you can actually make a chart and have five different categories that you are strong at, at creating and then give that give that piece of paper to everyone and give them 100 points. They have 100 points to assign to each one of those categories to... Uh, Of what they want to see in a campaign you can then use the tables um scale of each person and come up with a campaign that has like that percentage of you know you have one that is combat one that's role playing one that's intrigue one that's mystery whatever you want and they can rate on what they want to see and then you can kind of create a campaign based off that now that's if you just have no ideas at all and you just wanna have like at least a starting point, that's a good way to kind of get everyone at least invested in the campaign. Yeah. 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 So I think the roll trolls out thing needs to happen now, or I think we're do we do plugs for the ratings and stuff, or do we already talk about that when we were telling people to kill themselves? I <laughs> think I think you need to rate us and then kill yourself. Well yeah, that was that was that was what I thought. Whatever whatever way you want to do it, just rate us first. Please don't kill yourself. Yes, sorry, both. I was, I <laughs> was, was a little bit mean, but you know, uh, rate us five stars if you uh, are still alive, um, and uh, make sure you come back to the Roll Trolls. <laughs> Chad what?
1: may or may not be here next yeah, time. Chad, may, we may have to rethink having Chad at the table. Woo! We, we may need to go get him some help too. I like that I'm the one that makes the screw up from the last episode. Now it's Chad's turn, so I'm thinking Michael's gonna be the one that screws up next episode. Uh, you'll, you guys will never
0: see me screw up ever. I'm I'm perfect. Jump, Chad! Roll tr- roll trolls roll out. out.